I think it's happening. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> it sneaks up on you. <laughs> you literally look at me like, oh, like, uh, uh, oh yeah. we're, we're, we're doing this thing. We're doing it, yeah. indeed. Yeah. Uh, so happy to have you here. So good to be here. Yeah. You know what my wife said? What? Uh, she told me to tell you, she goes, can you just tell Fortune? She's great. Oh. And then she did one of those happy sighs. Happy you know, like sigh. a. <sighs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I'll take that any day of the yeah, week. Yeah, right? And I was like, yeah, I will definitely. I was like, that's how I'm going to open the podcast. Oh, I appreciate you yeah. passing that along. Yeah, Tell definitely. her I said hello and give her a <sighs> right back. <laughs> I will. <laughs> All positive vibes around. I love this. Yes. Um. Yeah. Uh. So I've known you for, I'm trying to think of how we originally met. I know. I'm. I'm assuming something with a comedy store. Probably. Roast battles. Yeah, maybe one of the jams, perhaps. Who yeah, knows? Oh, yeah, comedy jam probably before roast battles. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, I did the... Uh, did we? Would we have met before we did the comedy jam at the Lyric? Wasn't it maybe. the Lyric? Yeah, is it the Lyric? Yeah. Because that seems like a while ago. It seems, well, it's <laughs> at least five years yeah, plus ago now. Thought I met you before. Probably, yeah. probably comedy somewhere. store becomes a very small world after a while. Yeah, for I, sure. When I came, when I came up at the comedy store, when I first started, uh, like Tony was work was working the door. Tony Hinchcliffe, and uh, it was and Benji. Yeah, that. Curve. And and then it was Josh and um, Gerard and a bunch of people, they were kind of, we were all the newbies. Yeah. But I was sort of like my own thing and everyone had like their group, but everyone was really nice to me. <laughs> so what do, you, what do you mean you were your own thing? Like, like I, I came from Groundlings. I was in the improv sketch world. Yeah. And I kind of was like, I want to try stand up. <laughs> and so I didn't know anyone. I just like started taking a class. Mm -hmm. And then that class led to a show in the belly room at the end of the six weeks. It was like whatever. a performance class yeah. at the end. Yeah. And then that uh, Adam Barnhart did the show up in the comedy. Yeah. In yeah. the belly room. So then he let me do music for his show every Sunday night for like a year. What and kind so of music were you doing? On piano? I, mean, I was or? literally, no. I wish I could play piano. I literally pressed play. <laughs> oh, you were iPod. And I pressed stop. I'm, like, I'm a DJ. I'm a DJ. Play. Stop. <laughs> play. Stop. Pause. <laughs> and Fade in. In fade return, out. I got 10 minutes every week as a brand new comic. I did that many times for people when they're like, I don't have anybody yeah. to run music. And I was like, I will do it yeah. for a spot. For Why not? Time, yeah. yeah. And so I was kind of like, I was doing that upstairs while, you know, like Chris Delia was kind of coming up in the OR. And um, and so I would like go down and watch all these guys do their thing. And Angelo and Josh and yeah. Gerard were around and we'd be like, hey, what's up? Hey, how's it going? <laughs> and uh, so I was kind of a loner, but then slowly got to know everybody yeah and and felt like more of one of the gang part of the community yeah, yeah. but for the first little bit i was just kind of an observer yeah just kind of soaking everything in mm -hmm. being studious taking yeah. okay this is how it goes around here and then i was at the comedy store like all the time um, for, for like, like four years and then i started touring yeah you've been touring a lot i started touring in 2010 yeah and it really cranked up in 2011. And, and so now I feel like I don't, I pop into the store, but I don't get to like hang around as much as I. Yeah. In the and, beginning. and it's one of those places where if you stay away even for a little bit, there's so many new yeah. faces that are constantly coming in and out of there where mm -hmm. you're like, oh, this is okay. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. So when I go now, I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I know all the, yeah. you know, the, the comics that, that were around when I was coming up, a lot of the new ones I don't know. Yeah. And I feel so out of the loop. Yeah, it's interesting. Even with like the wait staff and stuff, like mm -hmm. I've been on the road more this year, like on the weekends and stuff, and it's weird to come back and be like, oh, it's, yeah. It, okay. <laughs> like there's been some turnovers. Yeah. And, you know, for people that, uh, you know, didn't know, I started back in 2006 or whatever, they were like, 
They're like, oh, you do stand-up? <laughs> I'm like, I'm on the road. I'm, I'm on the road. I'm, constantly, <laughs> I'm on the road. I'm constantly selling tickets on the road. <laughs> Busy. <laughs> Busy. <laughs> Don't look down on me because I'm touring. Did, now, uh, because you had uh, certain groundlings, did you were you prone to doing more characters in your stand-up, like starting out? Like, what was some? Of, what did some of your early stand-up look like? Uh, it was a lot of stories about my mom in mm -hmm. the beginning. Uh, so I would do her sort of as a character, where I was just like, "Hey, you know, <laughs> like like a mom voice." Yeah. <laughs> like, why do you get so upset? And, and so I I would go into voices, um, but then it would be yeah, it would be stories about my family mostly her and then i had just come out of the closet in 2005 started stand up like a year later so it was all kind of being discovered how soon were you talking on stage about it after you came out of the closet uh pretty soon i was, was that like freeing or was that kind of scary because that's a lot kind of yeah. all at once like to be like okay this is who I am. And now I'm not just telling my family, I'm telling everybody about it. It was really it. crazy yeah. uh, at first. Cause I was, I still didn't know what it, how, like, you don't just like know how to be gay. You know what I mean? Like you are that. <laughs> yeah. There's not like a, a manual <laughs> yeah. like, well, congratulations. I wish there was yeah. a pamphlet, something. Um, so I was, it the stories were more about me just trying to figure it out. Yeah. Like being awkward. I, I would, did, I did bits on how I, when I first started going on dates, I couldn't stop saying the word gay date. And I kept, I kept saying, like, have you ever been on a gay date? And they're like, why do you keep yeah. saying that? You mean a date? <laughs> so, yeah, it was a lot of it's awkwardness. A, it, yeah, it, it was like at the beginning, you're like a straight person, like pretending to know things. Yeah. Like, like oh, man, I can't believe we're on this gay date together. You think these people around us know we're on a gay date? <laughs> yeah. Is everybody cool over here? <laughs> And I also did the thing I think people do early on in stand-up, and I was very self-deprecating. I still am to an extent, but yeah. not nearly. You went real hard on I yourself real at the hard beginning. Because yeah. I just assumed that I was, you know, getting up on stage, being a bigger girl, being a lesbian, having this southern accent, this big hair. I was already thinking in my head what they were going to be thinking about me. So I was like, I'm going to just, like, uh, beat them to it, you know? Yeah. And, and – and show that I'm okay with myself sure. to make them feel okay with me. And so in the beginning, I think a lot of my stand-up was sort of uh, defined by that yeah. self-deprecation. Did you do you remember? I feel like every comic in their first couple of years has a a look like joke that mm -hmm. they go to oh, when yeah. they open. What was like your op like one of your opening look like <laughs> jokes? Like when I you were still have up? one of those. Yeah, that, that, yeah. Uh, my my first one was Jonah Hill. Because he had just done he does super, super bad. bad. <laughs> oh, I bet that and, uh, crush. <laughs> <laughs> so one of my first jokes was uh, people going, hey, you look just like that kid from Super Bad. <laughs> but I just did one that will be in my special uh, where I t say that people say I look like the kid from the Sandlot movies. Oh, nice. So, you know, yeah. you got to always have one of those. Oh, I, I, I still yeah. use, I still have different ones that... Uh, because I, I got a my haircut and it's very drastically different look from my other one. <laughs> yeah. And my first one, one of my first year ones was uh, when I had like more of like my bob kind of like wavy right. hair. And like uh, my first one of those jokes is like, uh, I know what you're all thinking, you know, just another lesbian comic up here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, right. Just like one of those kind of things. Yeah. You just want something that kind of breaks the ice yeah. a little bit. But I swear, anytime someone posts, any video of me on kind of like comedy central any like broy site i mean the, the comments are like it's the kid from bad santa it's just like so i are i'm like i'm not just like pulling this out of thin air yeah people say it so right. why not just like so why not you address it and like, beat them cares? to the punch yeah. yeah i don't care i'm like yeah sure i look like that kid yeah whatever all right let's move on <laughs> let's get to my jokes yeah so the but i've tried uh, to be more conscious about not making myself the butt of the joke as I get older yeah. and more um, established in my voice. Sure. I don't think, yeah, I think the more that you're in it and the longer that you do it, I don't think you need it quite as much. Mm -hmm. I think it's kind of like, 
everybody, when you're starting out, you just need any kind of running start and momentum right. where a super established comics, I see when they go up there, they literally just start, well, sometimes they'll start telling a super long form story uh-huh. and have the audience. And it's like, oh, well, that's something that's been, yeah. they've been nurturing for many years. <laughs> yeah. It's like a new comic. You can't just go up there and no. be like, let me tell you about my life. It's like, you don't even yeah, know what's funny about care. it. Yet. Yeah, we don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm still awkward at the beginning of stand-up sets. And I I think it's because I'm, I'm a similar way in real life. When yeah. I'm talking to I'm like, hey, what's up? Hey, so, uh, how's it <laughs> what's going? going on? Is everybody cool? <laughs> you, so, you guys good or what <laughs> in here? So I really am like, yeah, so what are you guys, are you guys eating? Chicken tenders? That's cool. <laughs> and then finally I have to just sort of be like, okay, here we go. Yeah. And then it like starts. But it's like it's a plane that's slowly like coming <laughs> up and down off the ground. Yeah. Yet. And especially the comedy store, you can see dudes be like, oh boy, who, what is this going to oh, be? Oh, what are we in for here? <laughs> What's bad Santa going to do? Yeah. Uh, and then uh, once I get into material, I'll just sort of go on that autopilot. Yeah. Like, do you do much? Like, I, it seems like you're pretty scripted once you, once you start, right? Once I'm locked into, uh, set I'm pretty scripted but yeah. when I'm finding my material I do a lot of improv yeah I'll do like the set my I'll do like tw- 25 minutes of pretty like um to the to the book of my book or whatever stand yeah. up and then I'll be like where do you guys work what do you do you know yeah. and then I'll kind of riff with the audience for like 15 and then go back into material for the rest uh, of yeah, the show yeah I feel like that's super I think every crowd kind of enjoys at least mm. some kind of interaction at some point. Like, oh, we're a part yeah. of this. But when I was prepping for, you know, a special, I was very much like, I got to run this set. It's got to, I can't interrupt it. That's I, a discipline mm. thing that I, I definitely need to work <laughs> on because I have so much fun yeah. just being free well, and interacting and stuff. I had done it stuff. before. I'd done two half hours and uh, I didn't realize how much work the hour is yeah what was that like like transitioning from like you're like oh okay i've done two of these half hours got Mm. that but then that jump to the hour like i know it's just retaining people's attention and just feeling like there's a good flow for that much longer like what's that like it's a lot of work (laughs) i made the half hours seem like nothing yeah because both both half hours the comedy central one was essentially 21 22 minutes Mm -hmm. and then the netflix one was 25 minutes you know so you're not even running a full half hour Yeah, it's almost just like a feature set yeah and so you're just you can kind of just get up there and just tell jokes but i feel like the pressure with the hour these days is you know so many people are doing them you're trying to stand out in some way yeah what's a through line maybe or yeah, something that so you you're have trying yeah. to find a through line what's the story what's the theme it's not as much about here's a bunch of jokes you know it's like yeah i'm crap i'm trying really hard to craft a story for you that takes you from point a to point c and we got to go a bunch we're going to go a bunch of places together yeah till we come full circle you know and that that was a challenge um <clears throat> because uh, I had to really like treat my set like a almost like a football game where you're like, <clears throat> excuse me, where you're like uh, recording your sets, you're listening to them, you know, the next day. Watching like game tape yeah, and stuff like, like that. Yeah, you're like, uh, well, that worked, that didn't. Okay, this doesn't tie into that. I was really having to craft it in a way I had not done before. And then to like perform it, you then you want to run 75 minutes because you're going to most of the time cut it down to an hour. So you're like, Oh boy, 75, like 75 minutes. minutes now. Oh, okay. <laughs> and, uh, and you just have to hope that people are with you, you know, that <laughs> like, you're like, it's going to be a long journey. Yeah. And, uh, luckily people were, and, um, and you kind of know when things, once I filmed it, you sort of know what to cut, you know, yeah. like I know, like okay, I can Which, I can let this one go for now. Yeah, and uh, but it was it was a lot of work, and and I I was so glad to film it because then in my head I knew that once once I went back on the road I could go back to doing fifty to fifty five minute sets. Oh yeah, you're like this is a luxury Which now. Seems like a dream. Another an hour fifteen. Yeah, 
Yeah. So you 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 said an interesting thing uh, earlier. You said you wish there there was a a pamphlet for being gay. Like, yeah. Like what? Like now knowing what you do now, what would be a couple bullet points that you would <laughs> give I start somebody? Handing out pamphlets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna make this, hey, congratulations. this pamphlet. Yeah. Um. God, it's a lot of uh. Most of it uh, pertains to dating. Yeah. I think because just like certain etiquette and stuff well, like that. Well, a lot of not everyone, cer- plenty of gay people certainly dated other, you know, people of the opposite sex early on, and it was awkward. But they did it, and uh, others didn't really date much at all. Yeah, and I didn't really date much at all. Like I was just uh, had dates here and there, but not really the object of anyone's affection. So everything that people got to experience as a sixteen-year-old, seventeen-year-old, I was having to figure out as a twenty-six-year-old. Yeah, and it's cute and funny to be <laughs> an <laughs> idiot yeah, yeah. when you're 16 <laughs> oh yeah and and awkward and uh but at 26 we were like what's wrong with you <laughs> you should know by now you should know how this works yeah. so it's more of just like you know like here's some tips on try first of all meeting someone's hard like going up to them talking yeah. at a bar sure online dating's a whole thing what to say, you know, I'm sure I had a lot, you know, paragraphs. <laughs> you know, you, were, you revealed too much. Oh, yeah. Paragraphs. Like, hey, how are you? <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> it's like, I have a lot to say. And, uh, you know, just learn how to play it cool a little bit better. Yeah. I, I do that sometimes when I'm texting with uh, just just people who I, I, I enjoy. Uh-huh. I catch myself, like, I'll send, and then I'm like, Oh, that was too many words. What a <laughs> play cool, Jeremiah. Just yeah. do these one sentence responses that you never actually do in real life. That's oh, that's chill, dude. Yeah. Just like, what? God, <laughs> I think back to some of my past relationships and just the links of text I would send and yep. how how do they not be like this person's insane? They're psycho. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're just but you're just like learning as you go, you know, and then at some point, you just are like, once it's an old hat, you're just kind of like, ah, yeah, you know, this yeah. is dating. Yeah. It's a whatever. It, it doesn't have such a end all be all such thing. an onus on it. Yeah. 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 But at first, you're like, this is the most important This is going to be the end of the world if I don't get this right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I want to do this next segment uh, that I'm very excited about. And especially since you start at Groundlings, I think you'll appreciate it. All right. It's called Wig. Wig, all right. Stage hand. Please come quickly. <laughs> we don't have all day. Wow, it's a slow it really stage took, hand. I know, the slowest <laughs> stage hand today. Good grief. Hey, I'm really just uh, moseying on in here. Yeah, what is it? Is it a pedestrian at a crosswalk? What are we doing over here? Look at those braids. You look good. Woo. Woo. With my hair at the bottom. <laughs> so let's figure out who these people are. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, I think that <laughs> I love this wig on you so much. <laughs> I think that you are um, you could either be either very royal or mm. you could be somebody who is super white trash trying to live above their means yeah <laughs> you know what i mean like you got like like the the braids and mm-hmm. like you think you're 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 fancy yeah can, can we keep the monitor up for a second so fortune can see what she looks like uh i was i was looking at the back of your oh is it oh do i have no, it it's just <laughs> there we go <laughs> I keep looking at this side of my hair because these braids are cracking me up. You, you look like the Duchess of Isengard. <laughs> like, like one of Thor's cousins. Like like if I w- were Khaleesi, I would be the like lame version of her. <laughs> uh, bring me my dragons. Oh, gross. God, where, are my, where are my dragons? <laughs> Maybe we can do a Game of Thrones thing. Oh, sure. Okay. Uh you are you are basic Khaleesi. <laughs> basic Khaleesi. <laughs> and uh I am uh you, I'm maybe hipster Jon Snow or something. 
Yeah, although you look like the you look like one the ones one of the sword makers, like oh, you know, like yeah. the bastard. Yeah. Uh, who, <laughs> like it turned out that he had royal yeah. blood, but but he didn't know it. He for didn't the longest know it, time. so yeah. he was just you know, uh, boinking in the barn and stuff. Yeah. Okay. So um. But like you want to be cool. I want uh, so I think I'm a like w- like somebody who's trying to impress. You're trying to impress. Yeah, I'm just like a random bastard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> random. You're a random <laughs> bastard. <laughs> that's, that's that's what it name. says in the credits. Random. Random bastard, bastard played by <laughs> Jeremiah Watkins. <laughs> they didn't even give him a name. I'm ba- I'm basically. Khaleesi. You're bas- basic Khaleesi. Basic Khaleesi. But if you want to run it as I'm one basic word. basic Khaleesi. <laughs> it's cold. It's cold out here. Ugh. Hey, so, so, um, like, do you want me to fancy you like some kind of fur or something since you're, you're cold, Khaleesi? I'd love a coat. I mean, where I'm from, it's pretty hot and you drug me here to this winter situation yeah you know we're trying to prevent the end of the world here so oh you know uh but, uh, but you know i'll i'll uh I, we will kill one of our, our our finest beasts for you to to wear it as a oh, as a coat that would be lovely i hate the end of the world oh so gross is there anything I could suffice you with uh outside of getting you a coat Khaleesi? um i'm hungry uh, I love something with no gluten. So everything's like wheat, bread. Ugh, come on. What are you guys all, bunch of fatty fats? Uh, we are just killing uh, what we see fit to eat. That is all we have right now. Okay. Well, it doesn't taste great. Uh, do you have a favorite uh, kind of food that I could acquiesce for you? Some oat milk. <laughs> Uh, Any oat milk? Uh, uh, Khaleesi, uh, I have this random uh, coffee. Uh, there's something called coffee. There's a coffee cup here. Doesn't seem to fit this time period. Uh, actually, that's mine. I'm sorry. I I, I was just hanging out at uh, one of the local shops around here. Oh, okay. spelled with two P's. <laughs> oh, that's cute. You're cute, kind of. Oh, thank you. I'm just a random bastard. I don't have a name. Oh, really? Random yeah, I, bastard. I, I was actually, uh, I'm so lowly on the totem pole in the village that I was never named, actually. I've just always been called bastard everywhere I went. I like it, bastard. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Well, I'm pretty, uh, I'm pretty big deal. Yeah. I'm like a queen. So what's it like being a queen? It's pretty great. Uh people do anything I say and uh my parents are dead. <laughs> so that's cool. Uh, I can do anything I want. Wait, why, why did you why did you laugh and say that's cool whenever I, you said your parents are dead? I don't know my parents cuz I'm a bastard. True, true. Well, let me tell you, it's not all it's cut out to be. Because uh, all my other friends, when they had rules, I was like, I'm going to take a bath with my brother. <laughs> and there were no parents to be like, don't do that. Yeah, that's not cool. Yeah. <laughs> that's not cool. Yeah. And I was glad I had that freedom. Yeah, it seems like you, you really know yourself, you know? Yeah, I just, you know, I'm going to rule the land and I'm going to do what I want. I don't want my parents being like, hey, you're spending too much money. Hey, stop taking baths with your brother. So what will we, what will you do if somebody crosses you? Oh, I will kill them. I will stick it. Well, I won't stick a knife in their face, but I will tell someone to. Okay. I'm like knife in face now. I even make people stab their own face. That's how <laughs> freaking what? powerful I am. If you commanded me, I would do that right now, Khaleesi. <laughs> okay, good. I'm glad to know that you're willing. I have your allegiance. <laughs> okay, you bastard. And you have mine. <laughs> good. That is what I mean. I did not mean to say that I... You, uh, please don't hurt me. S- stab yourself in your face. Yeah! <laughs> okay, that's enough. <laughs> will there be anything else... <laughs> Oh, that was so fun. Yes, we're having such a good time here. <laughs> oh, I love bastards. <laughs> <laughs> we did, That was our scene. And scene. And scene. Uh, basic Khaleesi. I love bastards. <laughs> basic Khaleesi is a real bitch. Hey, 
dragons. Get them for me. Hey, dragons. Hey. Can you get rid of his carcass? Yeah. Excuse me. This is like, this is kind of disgusting this me right now. The disgusting. sight of dead bodies is kind of annoying. Uh, so. It's going to smell. So just burn them. Burn them. Burn them. Burn them. Burn his burn them. body. And light some incense because it smells gross. Yeah. I spent six years of the groundlings wearing wigs constantly. And I have a giant treasure chest of costume and wigs in my house, but I don't get to wear them as much anymore. You should do an MTV Cribs segment with all your past wigs. <laughs> wigs and costume edition. Yeah. There would be some pretty fun characters, I think, that I would could come up with if I just threw on some of these outfits. Yeah, sometimes it, it I find that like just certain pieces of wardrobe or certain wigs will you'll find the character yeah. like right away because you're like, oh, this is who this uh -huh. is. Yeah. Do you have a preference between like doing characters and stand up? Uh, or you like to meld the two? I like to meld the two because wh when I like, so I just started doing like uh, some of my own headlining weekends, which I'm like really excited about. Yeah. And and those shows like. I do a mixture of everything. Like I'll do like characters within my standup. I'll never like go like full costume within my standup because mm -hmm. I like I like to keep those worlds separate. Yeah. Uh, just so it, it becomes like uh, so just so people, I don't know. I just like to keep that separate. I think mm -hmm. uh, doing the character work like in full costume and really yeah going for it, and then doing just the characters kind of more seamlessly in the standup. Right. But uh, I don't think I really have a. I mean, I think I enjoy standup just because it's you get to choose everything. Right. It's you get the best of kind of everything. Yeah. If you want to riff, kind of <laughs> the audience. Uh -huh. You want to do some characters, some stand up. Boot, dit, nat, nat. It's less the pack in your luggage. No that costumes. is very true. <laughs> I mean, that's another reason why it's like, yeah, you know, I don't want to carry a trunk right. around with me because <laughs> I've already had to travel like everywhere with my sacks. And that's a yeah. little carry on. Yeah. Uh, it, that's already hard. Like I have to check a bag if I travel with my right, sacks. Right. Yeah. And as standups, like that's a luxury if you can fly into a city with just like just a backpack and a little bag, and then you're set that's for the weekend. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. You know what's up. <laughs> Let's get into uh this next segment. Um, right after we uh plug some stuff. Uh, you you have a podcast, and uh, do I you have do. any dates coming up in December that you'd like to uh to plug? Uh, yeah, I'm doing, I'm going to Florida. What's up, Florida? Florida, that uh, dirty south. Yeah, December 19th, I'm at the Orlando Improv. And then December 20th through 21st at the Tampa Improv. And then ending the year, December 27th through 28th at the in Irvine, California. Nice. At the Irvine Improv. Heck yeah. 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 So, Touring. Touring. And then I'm going to. I'm coming up with a new tour for next year, but I haven't put it together yeah, yet. Yeah. You got to think of a name and all <laughs> yeah, that stuff. it's going to be like a real tour. Normally, I just, You're just like, you know, dates. pop. <laughs> da here's yeah. Dates. Here you go. See yeah. me if you will. But I do do a podcast called Sincerely Fortune. Uh, if anybody likes to, I don't know. It's more of a, like it says, sincere version of myself. Sure. Because I am very silly and I joke around a lot and... I do, you know, I'm known for being like just kind of ridiculous. And I wanted to sort of challenge myself to uh, dig a little deeper into things and like attempt to not always uh, uh, deflect by making a joke. Sure. It's certainly funny at times. Like my mom comes on a lot. Like she just talked about sex, a whole episode wow. of sex that my mom made. Was it weird to talk to your mom about sex Very for that weird. long? Very weird. And that's when I reached my first <laughs> orgasm. You're like, Mom, this she is... She would say things would like she? that. Woo. So if anybody is in, into that kind of thing, check it out. <laughs> <laughs> or not. I'm not the boss of you. Yeah, you do you. <laughs> Very hands off. Uh, I've got uh, Kansas City, uh, December 19th through 21st. Uh, Chicago, Zanies, Roma, Rosemont, January 2nd through 4th. Uh, and then I added Detroit at the Detroit Shipping Company on January 5th. And then February 6th through 8th, I'll be in Buffalo, New York at Helium County Club. Woo -woo. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Gage wanted me to tell you, uh, check out his podcast, Reefer Sadness. Reefer Did Sadness. Did I freaking plug that right, dude? 
Yeah. I'm getting the thumbs up. Smoke weed and get sad. 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 (laughs) Welcome back to Reefer Sadness. I'm really Um, sad. I'm really depressed. Oh, I've been smoking so much weed. Oh, just just, just sometimes, you know, it's the only cure, you know, is more Mary Jane. I just want to like disconnect from the world. Yeah. You know how much is going on in the world there's like global warming and yeah. politics it rained today it rained don't even get me started and so i was just like i don't want to deal with this can i just yeah. have some weed and get sad every day <laughs> <laughs> that is the official trailer that's the official trailer <laughs> we just gave uh okay gage uh you owe the podcast that we did a 30 yeah, second ad a, we did an ad a thousand dollars can you believe that's a that's a thousand dollars that gage dollars. now owes i owed gage money before this b- for a lot of things now you don't now i don't now he owes me <laughs> yeah uh, and then uh, there's merch. Get your 2020 Kill Tony band calendars while you can. Uh, there and there's some great T-shirts at JeremiahWatkins.com. And if you'd like to uh, sponsor the show, or if you want to send some kindness challenge letters by email, email JeremiahWonders at gmail.com. Boom. I do this segment called uh, the Kindness Challenge. Uh-huh. Um, let's get into that. Huh? Let's get into it. I do this thing called the kindness challenge where uh, I ask people to send in letters basically mm-hmm. of something nice that they've done for somebody. I challenge everybody every week and as well as myself to do something nice for somebody. Oh, it can great. be a stranger. It can be somebody that you know, as long as you're contributing something positive to society and there you go. keeping that going. Yeah. I like that a lot. Can you think of anything in the last like couple months that, that might constitute like, Oh, I oh, kind of, I kind of did this. Nothing for nobody no <laughs> no uh it can be any personal God. relationships family stuff i mean i'm i sort of try to do things for my mom yeah on a pretty regular basis that counts for she's, sure um she's a single she's a single mom she has been since i was 12 mm-hmm. and uh yeah i think when you get older and you have a single parent because my dad remarried so i don't worry about him as much but when you have a yeah. single mom you feel a little bit more obligated towards them sure and so i try to you know she was a teacher and she's retired so I try to help her out here and there if like a bill's expensive or yeah you know she's has a, a a dental emergency here you know something like that yeah you know so but that stuff pops up on her fairly regular basis <laughs> yeah it's like man i'm doing this kind of challenge thing a lot oh, for my mom lately challenges <laughs> It's exhausting it's with family. A, a kindness ye- daily, <laughs> yeah. weekly thing. It's not even a challenge anymore. It's just yeah, a kindness routine reality? with fortune. <laughs> yeah, kindness reality. So I, I call her my charity. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could incorporate her <laughs> and get a tax write off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's just a section that in giant caps says "mom", mom on it. Yeah, incorporate my mom. Yeah, mom incorporated. It. Who is you're paying the, this out to mom incorporated? thousands of dollars fortune we really need to look at your spending habits She's, she'll, she'll be like every now and then when are you gonna get more famous i'd <laughs> i'd really like a new, new house like what's her <laughs> bar for fame because like i, I feel would like be buying her a house well okay <laughs> like what like i guess more so what are like some of the benchmarks that you've had that she kind of recognize because family has very different benchmarks from what you and right. I and other comedians and entertainers yeah. have, you know? I mean, I think, well, I, there were, I worked so many years of not being on anything and they're all like, what are you doing out there? <laughs> yeah. Why don't you go to grad school? <laughs> and where are you originally from? I'm again? in North Carolina. Yeah, that's right. So probably when I got Chelsea was the first big benchmark. Sure. They finally saw me on television yeah. and they're like, Oh, She's doing it. I guess you are a comedian. <laughs> And then, uh, like when I booked like the office Christmas party, I, it was a small part, but they got You're to very see it in funny the in that, by the way. Oh, thank you. Yeah, but it was they got to go to a movie theater and watch it, and you know it's hard to get movies in the movie theaters these days. Yeah, uh, especially with all the streaming opportunities. Yeah, so because I still don't think my family thinks Netflix is a big deal. It is really? to all the all the rest of the world, but they're just like. It, unless it's like on a you know CBS yeah or a movie theater sure they're like I don't what are you telling yeah. me 
Yeah. Yeah. So why, why are you such an alternative comedian? Fortune? Not my brothers. They obviously know. It's more right. like my parents. Yeah, yeah. Like, we don't have we don't Netflix. Netflix. No, we don't subscribe. <laughs> Ask for your credit card yeah. information. We can't give them that. So I think I've hit milestones that they don't realize are milestones. Yeah, you're like, okay. On to, the, on to the next one. Cool. She's Very just good. like, until you buy me a house, yeah, <laughs> you're still trying to make it. Yeah, you're still an up and comer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's get into uh, this uh, next segment. Um, oh, so something that, that I, I tried to do recently, uh, I'll, I'll be vague about it, but sometimes I'll, I'll shoot shows like uh, when I'm on the road and if I'm with somebody, uh, I'll try to take their sets and I, I edited a set for somebody that, oh, nice. that was uh, pretty time consuming recently that right. I was like, and that's hard for me to do because I'm not, it takes just to sit down and edit. Yeah. Like, Gage, you freaking know what's up, dude. It's, uh, it's, it's like, tedious. it's like, whew, okay, I'm, I'm right. going to have to get in the right mindset. To do this. So that's what I challenged. That was my challenge uh, earlier in the week. I'm like, I'm going to do this for a buddy. Get that them. And they, nice and they got some good tape out of it. So oh, hopefully that'll help them book some, some stuff. Yeah. So that's a real good friend right there. There you go. Uh, this next segment is called Fanning Out. Fanning Out. Questions from fans. <laughs> we just look yes, off. it is. Yes, it That's is. That's the name we, of that segment. There's graphics and stuff <laughs> that we put up, but it looks like we look crazy, like waiting for it. It's like, and here comes the fan. <laughs> uh, so I reached out to people online and I said, if you could ask Fortune any questions, what would it be? Or give us any character suggestions of stuff that we might want to improvise together. Okay. And uh, these are some of the, uh, like, the, the stuff. Fortune? <laughs> There's always those those <laughs> jerks out there. It's like Google. They're like if you're who, not familiar. They're always like, who's that man? His <laughs> <laughs> fortune's kind of an ambiguous name. Fortune. Is fortune female? Yeah, male you you name? tell me. We don't know what is fortune. <laughs> I'm all woman. <laughs> all woman. Mm -hmm. mm, girl, I'm all woman. <laughs> don't get more woman than all. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh. Short underscore and underscore stats on Instagram. Excited for this one. Did you always have this sort of energy or was it something that you adopted starting comedy? Um, I wonder if they're, they mean my laid back energy probably, or, or positive energy. Maybe both. Um, like just the way, cause I, I think the way like you are on stage and even how you are right now, it's like, it's super laid back. And then like, you'll, it's like a, a slobber knocker of a punchline. Punch in the face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then, then you punch in the face. Uh, I've been laid back my whole life. Yeah, for sure. Part of it's that I'm southern, so uh -huh. I'm talking slower. And I, and my, yeah. and I'm, I'm like, uh, my mom said even when I was, uh, before I was born, when they would check my heart rate while she was pregnant with me in the hospital, the nurses said I had a slow heartbeat. <laughs> So they said to her that they were like, you're either going to have a boy or a lazy girl. <laughs> so I'm not lazy. I work very hard, but I do have this like kind of moseying. Like, but you make I it look easy. It. I make it look yeah. easy, even though I'm, I'm always juggling like 15 things at a time. They delivered you like, congratulations. It's a lazy girl. <laughs> a lazy and you're just like, wow. <laughs> Wow. Even in college, I was like a social butterfly and people just assumed I was not much of a student because I was all I cared about was hanging out with people. Right. And then at like 11 that night, I'd go in my room, study my ass off for like three, four hours. Yeah. And I, I when I graduated summa cum laude, people were like, the, my mom said people around her were like, what? <laughs> So. We thought that child was slow. What's going on with her? We thought so, she was so lazy. I'm like, I have a facade of being very like, whatever. Let, we'll get to it. Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm like juggling. Yeah. You're an evil a, genius a on the inside. Yeah. yeah, just brewing. Well, I have a lot of goals, you know. I have That's a lot great. of things I want to accomplish. Uh, but I also want to be happy. But but it's funny, like even just the way, like just the way you talk is super chill. Like it sounds <laughs> like like somebody who's like putting off things. Yeah, you know what I mean? Totally. Like, I mean, I just have a lot of goals, you know. Like it's like you know someday. Like <laughs> <laughs> people think I'm a stoner. Sure. Uh, I have squinty eyes naturally, mm -hmm. <laughs> so that doesn't help. <laughs> and the slow talking. Yeah. I'm not a big stoner. I've 
only smoked weed like or done edibles i could count on two hands oh you know? wow um but it's just i think my demeanor <laughs> so i don't think comedy had any influence yeah on my you're uh, saying i'm just doing me yeah exactly and it's been organic the whole time i that's what i've done from day one is i've I've never tried to pretend to be anything other than who I am. Well, that's, I think that so. comes through with your standup and everything. Well, that's good. That's great. No, it's great. That's a compliment for sure. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I love a question that starts with, huh? All right. Well, I, I put, guess I'll ask her this. Yeah, no. Uh, this is an interesting one. This is from Colby Haley nine on Instagram. Okay. Ask her how hard it was to overcome the challenges of her life to get to where she is now. <laughs> All right. Going deeper. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think everybody has their own challenges and there's different levels and degrees of it. And what might be a challenge for one person is like nothing for somebody yeah, else. Yeah. Easier. Like that. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, well, I certainly have the things that a lot of people deal with. My parents divorced when I was young. Mm -hmm. I We didn't have much money at all. We had, you know, the lights get cut out and my mom wasn't sure how she was going to pay the bills. And we all, I started working at like 14. Um, and even though it was like really hard back then, and there were times we thought like our house, we would lose our house and stuff like that. I think, uh, I'm pretty grateful for that because, uh, even though I remember being so stressed as a kid, it did instill a work ethic in me that made me, um, really deep in my bones be like, I will do everything in my power to keep a roof over my head, my family's head. If, if no one hires me for an acting job, I will go make coffee i will i'll do whatever it takes i'll i'll you know pick up trash i'll be a barista i'll be a waitress i will do whatever i have to do to be secure and and taking care of and the people i love taking care of and i don't think i would have that deep of a need for that type of security if i had not grown up always being in fear that we'd lose our house or yeah you know that the who knows yeah what definitely happened. shapes how you look at everything else yeah and then it uh i guess the other challenge would have been uh i was from a small town of five thousand people you know there was no there was no person that was a professional comedian there was no one in hollywood that just seemed like a like a pipe dream that that's how it was for me yeah, too in Kansas. Very unrealistic. Like, yeah you don't know anybody yeah. who's in the business or anybody remotely close for sure so i moved to la with the classic tale 25 bucks in my pocket slept on a friend's couch yeah and and to now and and really not many connections and not sure well i didn't i had not done comedy i didn't know what my dreams were you know and um, to be here 17 years later and working, you look back and you think, holy cow, I can't believe yeah. that that worked out. I know. It's kind of crazy to look back on. Yeah. Uh, what were a, a couple of your first jobs when you first moved out of here? Um, you said you were crashing on. I was crashing on the couch. Yeah. I, yeah. A friend from college, college theater had moved out here a year before me. Um, I got lucky in that I started, uh, I worked as an assistant for an actress. Mm -hmm. I met her back home. So she ended up hiring me to work for her. When I first, when I first got to town, I worked at a jewelry cart. Uh, you cart? <laughs> cart, yeah, not a like store. in a mall? At a mall. Yeah, like those like, carts you pass by in the mall the, yeah, that no one wants to talk to. Nobody, yeah. That was me in Century City. Did you have to Did you have to bark at those people? Like, yeah. like Joe. <laughs> well, because I was so... Di diamonds. Because I was so laid back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like, does anybody want some turquoise? <laughs> Moonstone? Anybody? Anybody? anybody want and then I would just like play on my stone? phone. Yeah, it's like, anyway... <laughs> great at it yeah and so thankfully that i started working at for that actress hi i need a wedding after. ring i mean is it gonna work out really what's your birthstone yeah uh you shouldn't get married yeah that's um, the wrong time of season yeah so i was a personal assistant for the next year and a half after that mm -hmm. and i sucked 
I, had a, I lost her cat like three times. Like literally my job was to not lose her cat. And I kept losing her cat. And it's got to be annoying like hearing from somebody like what like relaxes you like. I lost your cat again. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Fortune, like, I gave you like one her job. beloved cat. Yeah, yeah. So beloved that she gave it a people's name. It was Kevin. Oh. Kevin the cat. That's That tells a lot about the person who <laughs> yeah. named it. Anytime they uh, give it a real person name, they they have some. But he would like disappear into a cl- this closet. I'm yeah. pretty, it was like Narnia. I think he went to Narnia. <laughs> And then, like, when mosey on out, like, three hours later. And she would look in that closet, too. And he was not there. Three hours later, he's like, hey, guys. Oh, hey. Because I, I, I think he might have been a gay cat. He, I just imagined him being like, you've been looking for me? Well, I'm fine. And <laughs> so, I'm going to do me. <laughs> so, yeah, I was not great at that. And then while I was working for her, I got <laughs> a gay cat. <laughs> Meow. Meow. <laughs> I randomly got hired as an entertainment journalist. <laughs> How did that happen? Her neighbor wrote for the LA Daily News and was like, hey, I heard you can write because uh, I spoke at my college graduation. Sure. And uh, she said, uh, do you want to cover movie premieres for me? And uh, you would basically interview celebrities on their red carpet. What? And I was like. Okay. Yeah. Yes. You have a very non-threatening <laughs> demeanor, and we like that here. Pretty much. These, yeah. Like these celebrities. Excuse me. <laughs> All right, I'll get you next yeah. time. <laughs> these celebrities would be very guarded, especially back then. It was a little more. It wasn't as open yeah. as like social media has made things. I know. Yeah. And so they were a little more guarded. I could see them kind of like be guarded with people, and then I'd be like, "Hey, how?" You know, my accent was even thicker. It's like, "Hey, how how are you doing?" I have a couple questions for you. And they would immediately kind of like, oh, she's oh. not threatening. Yeah. You know, she doesn't want the gossip from yeah. me. And that would be really cool. Nice. And so I ended up being an entertainment journalist for the next seven years. Whoa. So it was my day job while I pursued comedy. Wow. So you're just killing it. Yeah. I, mean. I was interviewing celebrities like every day from my house for like 30 minutes. I was chatting with these big celebrities. Really? They... I worked with some of them now, and I they have no idea. I mean, cause you know, you know, they they talk to a million people, yeah. and in my head, it was like the coolest of thing. Of course, and they're like, "Huh?" What what were a couple of them that stood out to you, uh, uh, like when you're doing entertainment journalism that you're like, "I can't believe I'm doing this interview with this person right now." Well, my first interview was with Betty White, and oh my for me, goodness. that was like it's uh, monumental. Yeah, I grew up watching Golden Girls and. Uh, and she, I talked to her on the phone for like 20 minutes. And at the end of it, she's like, now stay my friend. And I was like, I will always be your friend. <laughs> I need to hear And then I met her like three months later. I'm like, Hey, it's me for your friend. And she's like, what? <laughs> uh, That's a great opening. You're, yeah. You know, I'm your re- friend. I'm remembering your friend. I remember you said, thank you. She's like, bitch, being- I say that to everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I had a really great. Uh, interview with Rachel McAdams randomly. I just remember she was doing what that Wedding Crashers movie and you could tell she'd done like a million press things. And we just ended up having like a really normal, nice conversation. And at the end of it, she's like, I gotta say, this is like the best conversation. I'm like, thanks girl. Stay my friend. (laughs) And then like, I got to do like, uh, I went to like the re premiere of Mary Poppins. I liked, I like talking to the legends, you know? Yeah. And, uh, I got to interview Julie Andrews and I watched Dick Van Dyke watch himself in Mary Poppins. I just read his book. It's pretty good. Yeah. And he like, I watched him sing along with, it was like crazy, you know? That is like, you're just like, Things like that always were pretty amazing. Yeah, that's surreal, especially yeah. coming from North Carolina and being like, is this going to work yeah. out? And then, yeah. Well, it was a nice, like, sort of peek into the business without it, the gross part of the business, you yeah. know, where you're, like, trying to make it. I just got to, like, interview people I really admired and yeah. loved. And so I got to see, like, the the really cool part of the business while I, you know, was doing spots at the comedy store at 1 a.m. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this next one, 
This is a character suggestion. I think it's pretty funny. Um, this is at Vansboy77 on Twitter. It's overly heterosexual <laughs> female comedians. <laughs> so they want us to be overly hetero Over, female overly comedians. Hetero. Yeah, this overly is not hetero. based on anyone because uh, if a girl was like this, I don't think she would get very far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, guys. <laughs> hey. Hey, guys. I'm going to talk to you about my vag. Oh, it's so big. Oh, you know, and the, the <laughs> thing that's crazy about it is like, like penises just keep getting in there. There's so many in there. I don't even, I've lost count. I'm just like, oh, how many Oof. penises are in my vagina? <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't even like the word. I can't even say it. So I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes I wonder, like, is there any, possible way of me craving it more than I, don't, <laughs> I like, do. I don't eat gluten, but I do eat dick. Yeah, girl. <laughs> Ladies. Ladies. Do you know what I'm talking am about? Am I right? Am I right in am here? Am I right? Am I right? <laughs> oh my God. Can someone take a selfie yeah, of that me has, talking to you? Yeah. Like, have you ever been hooking up with a guy and another guy <laughs> hits you like on the cell and you're like, quit right now smh i have i have somebody else in my bed right now and what's up with dick pics yeah you know? seriously like we love them we get it you know what i mean you guys love sending them and, and girls are like pretend like they don't want them but, but they we, want them. we want them i mean seriously it's, seriously. it's probably like I, I didn't know that it was christmas yuletide mornings Every time Every I get a time dick Every time I get a dick yeah. It's like, and sometimes I put emojis and like animated hats on them to make them look more distinguished. <laughs> and and for holidays. And for holidays. It's actually part of my Christmas cards I go that to I rain send dick. out. Yeah, <laughs> rain dick. On Blitzen. On Vixen. <laughs> on Dixon. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Literally no female stand-up no. that's worth their salt talks like that. <laughs> worth their salt. That's I like, said that no, in a long I love time. it. I love that. Worth that's such a southern thing. Salt. That reminded me, that took me back. Like, because that's like there's in the South and Midwest, there's sayings and stuff and colloquialisms where you can stab somebody and disembowel them with three words. Like, yeah. they're just not worth their salt, sweetie. Okay. Don't Bless you worry about heart. it. Bless their heart. Yeah. Yeah. We're real special. Real special. Um, this is interesting. Uh, another one. Oh, Santa Cruz. Uh, love her. Please ask her if Dinah Shore is her Disneyland and <laughs> what is the best part about being a celesbian? <laughs> a celesbian. So Dinah Shore, uh, for those who don't know, well, there's the Dinah Shore performer from back in the day. Mm -hmm. I think she came up in the 50s, maybe. Um, she was a very well-known, like, uh, just like variety shows and things like that. Somehow, uh, a group of lesbians started, I think in the 80s, a, a giant like lesbian, almost like a spring break for lesbians. And they called it uh, the Dinah Shore because, and it was, it's in Palm Springs, still goes on to this day. They named it that, I think, because there was a Dinah Shore golf tournament. That, and because Dinah Shore, I think, lived in Palm Springs back at okay. that point, she was retired. And she would play in the tournament, and so all the all these hardcore lesbians would go to this golf tournament, <laughs> and at Dinah Shore, like, cr like all of a sudden had all these lesbian fans, and this like petite straight woman was probably like, "What is happening?" While like Linda's like, "Come on, Dinah, you got this!" And so, in honor of that golf tournament, they named the the big party the Dinah Shore. Okay. So now it's like. Tons of chicks in bathing suits that uh, everybody else is half naked. It's like bands, DJs. It's a whole weekend. Whole hoopla. Yeah. So uh, that's what they're referring to at the dinosaur. I've performed there several times. Oh, nice. And uh, but before I was like uh, d really booking TV gigs, I was considered a lesbian. which is uh, like a, a celebrity lesbian. Yeah. Is it? Is that together? 
and I would, they would have me host events and stuff. And I, I was like sort of famous in that lesbian world, but no one else really knew who I was yet. So I would like sign boobs and stuff back in the day. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and so it was, uh, it's a trip. I mean, it's a whole different world. Oh, we're getting our first call of the show. This is crazy. Oh, really? uh, I think it's one of the Shores is calling in. The Shore? Dude, hey, uh, it's Polly Shore. Why won't you perform at my event? Oh, hi, Polly. I didn't know you had an event. Oh, you, you hopped on the phone too. I like that. <laughs> yeah, well, I, well, I was put on speakerphone. Yeah, you put on speaker. I like that. So I just figured. So I hear you keep performing at the other Shores event. How come you won't perform at Polly's, bro? Polly. You know I love you. Yeah, bro. But I I mean you you're basically just having a party in your backyard and you invited a lot of chicks. Yeah, over. but but all the cool lesbians are going to be there. I I do know you enjoy a bunch of cool lesbians. Dude, I love lesbians, bro. <laughs> I know, and that is something we have in common is that we both like lesbians. We both like lesbians. Yeah. But it just seemed weird that I would perform. Like, I feel like maybe I should just come over and also just enjoy myself. I mean, if you just want to be a lesbian around me, I guess that's cool, too. That'd be okay. Yeah, that's chill. Yeah, I'd prefer that. Okay. Okay. All right, I'll see you there. Okay, Polly. <laughs> <laughs> he just, you know, Polly calls into the podcast sometimes. He does. Yeah, yeah. He does. Uh, he actually, in real life, does appreciate my lesbianism. I bet he does. He's always like, let's go find <laughs> yeah. Jake. Yeah, so what's it like? <laughs> when I was single, he'd be like, why are we not, why have we not gone out and find chicks? Yeah, why aren't we crushing <laughs> chicks right now, bro? You're like, are you calling me bro? <laughs> yeah, bro. He's so funny. He's so funny. Uh, so Beth Stelling, I got to ask this question, then we'll do the, the final segment. Uh, Beth Stelling wants to know, what's your walkout song? Beth, I just saw her at an audition. She is the best. Beth, you know what? I don't have a walkout song, and I was just thinking I need to have a walkout yeah, song. Yeah, because you get asked that at a lot of these different yeah. clubs. Do you want to come out to something specific or anything? Every club is like, what song do you want to come out to? And I go, dealer's choice. Oh, wow. Keep it po- upbeat and positive. Mm-hmm. And Hold it, me closer, dine and dance. But what people, yeah, <laughs> what each it's, club it's, considers <laughs> upbeat yeah. and positive. Okay, all right. What is, is upbeat different. and positive for fortune? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> becomes very, like, focused. <laughs> yeah, so I need you to find a song because every sometimes it's like they really hit the nail <laughs> on the head. <laughs> Other times I'm like, what was that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You turn around, you're looking at the DJ, like that's Dealer's Choice. I know. I that's what Fold. I need. To, that's no one I need to, to hold be them. less laid back. You know. Yeah. Like Todd Glass is so specific. Oh, about the lighting, everything. everything around the room. Yeah, He's got of a course. Three piece band sometimes, yeah. and I'm I'm all like, whatever dealership. Whatever. So I need to make some decisions. Yeah. So Beth, I appreciate you putting a fire under my ass to do it. <laughs> Let's get into this <laughs> final segment: sax talk. Woo. Oh, sax. Uh, so I told you uh, to prep a story of any kind of sexual encounter. I'm going to play some steamy <laughs> sacks underneath. Whenever you're ready, I will follow you. Okay. Oh, my God. I forgot to prep a story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, I'll, te- I'll tell you about the time. Uh, it's not a sexual per se, but it's love. Okay. That works. That's okay. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, it was uh, when I proposed to my now fiance. <laughs> so I had a very specific plan set out to propose to my fiance. We were going to go to uh, San Ysidro Ranch, very sexy place up in Santa Barbara. It's where we had a we had a date up there early on in our relationship. <laughs> and 2 weeks before we were to go, there was a mudslide and it <laughs> wiped the entire No one was there, thank God. 
wiped it completely out. So we diverted to Big Sur, California. <laughs> and uh, we uh, went to the Post Ranch Inn, which is uh, considered to be super fancy and uh, kind of cabin-like. There were, uh, it was very misty and foggy. And, uh, and I thought, okay, this will be good. It's going to be sexy. There's like a hot tub and, you know, we can get, uh, you wear robes everywhere. So we got our robes on and we, uh, we go to our sexy hot tub and, uh, it's out, it's outside. And the, the great thing about these hot tubs is that it looks over, uh, and uh, to this, the ocean is right in front of you. It's this giant, beautiful view of the ocean. So you can be in the hot tub and it's all steamy while you're staring at this beautiful ocean. But it was so foggy. The fog came in in a way no one anticipated that you could barely see the hand in front of your face. I was like, that's okay. There's other things that will help us get sexy. <laughs> so we had a romantic dinner planned that night. And uh, I was like, I'm going to, we're going to have this romantic dinner. And then I'm going to propose to her in our room. So she looks at the menu and it's this really weird menu, like food. you would, Like, you know, that like real foodie food where you're like, why is there foam on this cracker? And it was like, she didn't want any, anything. <laughs> so I told the front desk to lay uh, rose petals down in the room and put chocolate covered strawberries and light the fire. And I asked the waiter, you know, can you call and make sure they lit the fire and put the rose petal dust down? And he, and I said, but don't, you know, this is a secret, so don't say anything. So he comes over to the table and he gives me a giant thumbs up for no reason. <laughs> she goes, why is he giving you a thumbs up? <laughs> so, said ah you know just why not give each other a thumbs up and i told him not that we weren't going to have dessert because the, you know the chocolate covered strawberries were in the room he kept trying to get her to order dessert <laughs> i'm like man sh stop it stop it <laughs> so we get back to we finally get to the room and the rose petals you know you assume that they would be like red rose petals like, you know, very sexy, laid out. Someone, it looked like someone just took a bunch of dead white rose petals and just blasted them all over the room. <laughs> and the fire had melted the chocolate strawberries. <laughs> and the tea, there were supposed to be candles, but I guess they're a fire hazard. So they had tea lights everywhere. Like the electric, the battery powered ones, but they were all like clearly on their last battery. <laughs> they were so dim. <laughs> and we walk in and she looks at all, like, it just looks like we got robbed, but with, and the, the perpetrator left rose petals everywhere. <laughs> And I should have aborted the mission and just been like, oh, I was just trying to be sexy and save the, the proposal for another time because everything that could have gone wrong did that night. But I sort of fumbled onto my knees. <laughs> I just sort of fell on the ground. <laughs> and I had this really long speech prepared and I couldn't remember literally any of it because my OCD part of my brain was so pissed about the p rose petals and the strawberries that I couldn't think about anything. So I just was like, oh, I love you. 
Willie Murphy. <laughs> and I'm not sure she even technically said yes. I think she just like took the ring, and and. <laughs> <laughs> And we kind of just like laid on the little love seat, just kind of looking at each other like, well, that happened. <laughs> and it goes down in history as the most unromantic wedding proposal of all time. If I had had you, though, it would have changed everything yeah <laughs> <laughs> that was fortunes unsexy marriage proposal <laughs> oh yeah i wish i had like more sexy stories to tell you in my life but i don't and i got down on one knee and said uh will you will you marry me oh uh, 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 how, how about we do this how, thing how about we do it <laughs> but it all worked out we have had so many romantic trips since. Yeah, and I, I bet it's the best funny story that you guys laugh about now. Oh, yeah. yeah. We're just kind of like, why did you propose that night? You could have. Yeah. Uh. We've been on so many better, more romantic trips since. Yeah. Any of those would have been perfect. But I'm like, no, I'm doing it tonight. No, tonight's the night. I'm not backing down. Yeah. And I, I would, uh, my advice to anyone out there who's planning a marriage proposal, if you if things are not going as planned, abort mission and find a better time. <laughs> There's always a better time. Uh, well, Fortune, uh, we're out of time. Thank you so much for coming oh, on yeah. the show. I really appreciate me. you making the time to come by. It was and my pleasure. Uh, you are one of those people who every time I see you, I light up. You you're you are infectious Aww. with uh with the way you make me happy and others. So it's a Thank it's always you. a pleasure to see you. You light up my, my life. life. <laughs> Love you. You too, bud. <laughs>